Welcome, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. Why do they hate Miranda? You're listening to I Couldn't Help But Podcast. Carrie is the fucking worst. An unofficial Sex in the City podcast. Hosted by Joe Daniel Montalongo and Paige Clarno. Charlotte, shut the fuck up. Sick. Happy fucking New Year's, bitches! Oh my gosh, you're so loud. Happy New Year's. I keep forgetting that microphones are a thing, and I just want to make sure that they hear me when they do. <laughs> Doing a live episode. Hope you can hear us from Milwaukee. Happy boop boop beep boop boop I don't know how to make horn sounds. It's totally because we're yeah. underprepared and we don't have horns. Okay. <laughs> Cool. I was doing what I did and I was improving. I love it. Yes and yes and, and. we're gonna yes and the fuck out of this new year. Paige, yes. are you excited to yes and the fuck out of this new year? I'm so excited to start season three and to fuck up 2018. Oh man, it's gonna be a glorious fireworks. Spectacle. It's going to be amazing because tell us why. Because we've hit rock bottom in 2017. There's nowhere to go but up. So listen, anytime someone says that we've hit rock bottom, we find a new way to sink lower. So people need to shut the fuck up and just say, just work on the positive, not so much the negative. Because any single time you're like, okay, this is it. Things cannot get any worse. <laughs> the universe just winks. And they're like, it's that Rihanna gif where she's like, mm, <laughs> yes, let me drop it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I just did the Rihanna gif. Um, I, we both did, and I tried to break it down because I was like, I have to remember that they can't see me. <laughs> but also, I'm glad, but also I'm upset because a lot of who I am is in the motions that I do. I cannot talk well. We will video blog an episode at one point. Oh, disgusting. For the fans, support our Patreon if you want to see live episodes of us actually video recording. We don't actually have a Patreon set up yet. Just send us money. Give me money. Just PayPal us. <laughs> you can hand me cash. It's fine because then we don't have to report it to the IRS. That's true. Just hand us cash. Mail it to us at P.O. Box. No, I don't know. <laughs> I was like, ooh, ooh bitch, we got a P.O. Box? We're going to get fan just, mail? Just for that. No. Well, we can get regular email fan mail. It could help a podcast at gmail.com. You can also Venmo us. Yeah, you could just Venmo us. That I want to see the kind of emojis people would get on Venmo. Well, like, because most people don't type anything out. They just put emojis yes. of what they're paying. Yes. So I want to know what RCP would. Would it be martini? Would it be like... Yes. The one index finger and then the other finger in a circle. And so, like, pointing at each other. Yes. So, it's like penetration. I love it. It's that plus a skyline. Yes, sex in the city. Sex in the city. Well, now you have it, so you might as well give us money. So, we basically, one, told you what to do. Two, we helped you get there. Three, now you just have to give us money. Yeah. We, we could not have made this easier. We you. really couldn't. So, um, how, was, <laughs> how was the end of your 2017? It was exactly as I'd hoped. It was really low-key. Not a lot happened. And I'm really excited that it happened that way because after all this year, I was like, I just need a fucking break. Please. Fair. Let's not start this bitch fucking loud. Mm -hmm. Not unlike how I started this podcast. Right. Let's (laughs) kind of just keep it chill. Nice group of people. Let's just relax. Yes. Yeah. Mine was very chill. I worked like 23 days in a row in December. And then I got a week off and I legit just spent a lot of it in bed (laughs) until I couldn't stand being in bed anymore. And then I would like do a little bit of yoga and take a shower and then like go out to lunch with somebody. And it was great. My favorite thing was that the times that I saw you on that break, you were like, I literally didn't get out of bed today until I had 
two things off my list. So you either were like starving mm-hmm. or had to go pee or yes. had another thing. That was so until rule. two of those rules were met, mm-hmm. then you got it. It wasn't just like, oh, I have to pee. I'm going to get it. Well, it was, I mean, technically it was one or the other. Um, so it was like, okay, I'm staying in bed until I can't stay in bed anymore because I'm starving or I can't stay in bed anymore because I really have to pee. You could have just brought snacks and a catheter and you would have been fine. And then you still wouldn't have been gotten up. I would have eventually gotten up because there's only so much that I can quote unquote relax You're with myself. You're a quitter. Yes. Just kidding. That's true. One of my biggest fears in life is to get bed sores. I've yes. never had them. I think they're fake. I think people are lying about them. But I thought that way about headaches. And then I got headaches. And I was like, I think I'm dying. People are like, no, you're having a headache. And I was like, no, people make that shit up yeah. just to get out of it. Legitimately, like my um, my mattress kind of blows because it's my sister's old mattress. Ew, you have her semen on there. She doesn't have semen. She's a girl. Um, it's 2017. 18. <laughs> you can do whatever you want. Okay, fair. But also categorically untrue anyways it's her old one it's old and i my like i will wake up and like my hips will hurt and i keep thinking maybe it's because i have a job where i'm like i'm seated a lot of the time but i'm actually not like i'm walking back and forth quite often and when i'm um doing like the active part of my job i am standing and so i'm like that must not be it so i think it's just that i have a really super garbage mattress. Do you fuck with stairs a lot? Because also stairs fuck you up. No. Or like the process of sitting, standing, stairs, sitting, standing, stairs. I No, I, I don't oh. mess with stairs hardly at all. Wow. Which is fine because that my Fitbit doesn't cover stairs. So Why? I don't know. Like I bought it because I thought that it covered stair, uh, stairs and then it doesn't. And so now I want like the Fitbit Alta HR, which I still don't know if that covers stairs or not. It probably doesn't, but it does have heart rate, which I think is really cool. But also, let's be real. I just use it to see how much I sleep. You are so beautiful. <laughs> you are so beautiful. <laughs> so um, relationship updates. Relationship updates. Mm-hmm. Contrary to popular belief. Or expectations. Mm-hmm. I'm still in a relationship. Cute. Started 2018 in a wonderful relationship. Don't ended it the same. Yeah. Yay. Hopefully. Yes. I'm really excited. I'm very excited. He's a fucking cute person. I recently got a fish in my life, and I'm really excited. His name's Wayne. Yay. I love him. And for Christmas, Chalon got me a gift that he handmade himself, and he got my fish a present. So like, oh my god, that's so cute. I know it's real. Did you get? What did he get him? A treat. Uh, no, he got him a decoration for his fish tank because beta fishes really like to hide behind things. Hmm. And I only had a plant, and I was like, "Oh, I need to go buy more things, more things, more things." My boyfriend got him a decoration so we can hide between, Cute. and he loves it. He's a it's a it's a skeleton man over a ship wheel. They have their own names. Mm, yes. Yeah. No, and ship's wheel is pretty. Um, I think that's what's called. Oh, I thought it had like a specific name. Like the wheel of the ship. But it's that. And every now and then I'll just get home. And my first thing whenever I wake up or when I'm going to sleep or if I wake up in the middle of the night mm. or if I get home is to make sure that Wayne's not dead. Because mm. I'm like, he's I'm, he's a beta fish. He's yeah. a beta fish. And also, tend to die. I just don't understand how fishes work. So at any point, I'm just expecting <laughs> to see him die. And every time I'm like, I can't find him. He's either behind the filter or he's in the ship wheel. Mm, just like cute. there. And I'm like, did you get stuck? And then I just like go for him and he, yeah. And then it just pops right out. And I was like, God fucking bless. He's so fucking funny. Also, if I put my finger close to the glass, he tries to eat it. Oh, Oh, my God. I love him. So kind of true confessions time for Mm -hmm. me. And it's probably like, if you're a therapist out there, I'm sure this says something about me. 
But my very first pet was a goldfish when I was five. Mm -hmm. And we had him maybe a day. And so I went over to his tank and I looked at him and he looked hungry. I don't know how a fish looks hungry, but he looked hungry to Mm -hmm. me. And so I fed him, but I didn't know how much to feed him because I was five and I overfed him and I killed him. Here's the thing. I don't understand how you can overfeed something. Why can't the animal just stop eating? Because goldfish don't know when to stop eating because they're not smart enough to know. Fish are dumb, except for my fish, Wayne. Wayne (laughs) Well, this fish did not stop eating and he died and I carried that guilt with me for the rest of my life, so... I'm very, very sorry. It's it was really like sad. a millennia ago. It was. But to this day, I'm still like, mm, I don't know. I don't I don't know if you really need that much food. Like, I underfeed everything. That's crazy. I, I not overfeed to the point where something's going to die. But I'm always like, listen, I'm the cool aunt that shows up. Yes. You're going to get a little extra something-something. Mm, and I'm going to give you dessert. Like, I always house it. And I, they're like, give the dogs this much food. I'm like, okay, cool. And then I just <laughs> give them a little bit extra. And then I feed them cheese at the end. Colby Jack. Cute. I love it. You're welcome. So, should we fuck up an episode? I think it's about fucking time. Yes. Let's, let's do hear it. it, everybody. Are you guys ready to fuck up an episode? <laughs> oh my god, who said that? It's so embarrassing. Oh my god, stop. So, um, this is season three, episode one, where there's smoke. Uh, where I am about to make up the synopsis because I literally, the second we started, I was like, oh yeah, we don't have the synopsis book. So whatever. Um, let's just make one up. Okay. That's what I'm doing. No, but I like, like make one up. Like literally that's what I'm about to do right now. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Anyways. So the girls, uh, go to Staten Island. No, but don't it's too real. You did. We're not picking up what I was putting down. Okay, you do it. No, it's too late. You can go. Anyways, you're going to let it. Well, we'll let you know as we go along. It's going to be a surprise now. <laughs> surprise synopsis so, time. We're bringing that into 2018. <laughs> it just means we're more underprepared. But anytime there's a surprise in something, I'm like, they did not plan for that. Fair. Not just in our podcast, like in whole life. In all of life. Okay, so anyway, it starts out with the girls and on the ferry on their way to Staten Island to judge. Well, only Carrie is judging a uh, fireman competition for a calendar of some sort. And they are, I forget what they're talking about on the ferry. They are talking about, one, how much they loathe going to Staten Island. Right. And then, two, they're looking back at Manhattan, and they're like, it's so weird that this tiny, small place, because now that's at a distance, Mm -hmm. dramatic purposes, it's at a distance, and they're like, it's so tiny from here. (laughs) And they're like, but that tiny island holds all of our exes. Which, date outside of New York a little they are New Yorkers. They don't do anything outside of New York. Okay, they but can't they, even go to Jersey. None of them are from New York. Really? Yeah, I don't think so. Isn't Miranda from New York? No, Miranda states like later on that her parents live in Connecticut and she hates Connecticut because there was a guy that she dated that never left New York and she thought that was weird. Where's Samantha from? Samantha... I don't think it's, it's ever stated, but, but she. None of them are from New but York. it is stated that she like moves to New York with Carrie. Is it? I feel like maybe that's it. Maybe I'm wrong. I think you're I right. feel like that was like a plot point that like once they did the Carrie Diaries, that plot point got a little fuzzy. Got it. And also, so technically speaking, I think I'm going from the books now that I'm thinking about it. Oh, I feel like from okay. the books, that's what happened. 
um, where like she had just moved there as well or something. Anyways, um, it doesn't matter. It does not. But they're matter. on the ferry going to this, going to join Carrie to judge the competition, mm-hmm. and all I can think is why aren't me and Paige being invited to judge hot men? Right. Honestly, I think I'm a fair judge. I think that'd be super cool. Yes. And you know what they say? If you don't see it, make it. So honestly, I think we need to have a hot boy competition to make it for some stupid charity about someone's dying or whatever. Like, honestly, who cares? I'm just trying to see topless men. I feel like that should probably just be our next anniversary party. Do we know attractive men? Oh, that's a problem. Because I know I will have friends who would do it. Yes. But, but <laughs> listen, here's the thing. I'm not trying to be rude. No tea, no shade. I'm just letting you know that they're not the most hmm. attractive people in the whole world. That's fair. Also, I'm just thinking like strictly theater community because I don't know anybody else anywhere. Fair. So I'm like, what? <gasps> we have a local university, though. Oh, and they And they cute. play sports. They do. Oh. Okay, yeah, I'm getting anyways. ideas. Someone give me a notebook. Oh, my God. So I need a pen. I need a pen. <laughs> so... Um, amongst the people judging the firemen is Bill Kelly, mm. politician, aspiring comptroller. Listen, you keep shitting on him, <laughs> but he's amazing. But of Mad Men fame, John Slattery. So, like, he's, he's so sexy. He's a fucking daddy. He is a daddy, but I'm so sorry, but, like, comptroller... That's the most boring politician on the face of the planet, is all I'm saying. Anyways, um, while they're there, uh, Miranda's talking to Samantha and saying that she and Steve are, quote unquote, just friends. And I love Samantha because she's like, no, we're just friends. I don't stick my dick in you. (laughs) And I'm like, exactly. And I mean, she has all of the benefits of having a boyfriend but she doesn't want him to be her boyfriend so it's like what do you call a friend with all the benefits your husband yeah but you don't marry him like yes the perfect man just kidding (laughs) my benefits are very expensive so cute um there's a lot of super cheesy lines in this it is, but I think they're getting to the point where they realize that they're kind of cheesy yeah so they're just like working them because before they were like cheesy lines disguised as like a poignant moment Mm, and you're like this is disgusting yeah this is fucking terrible where's the jazz music (laughs) and now they're just like oh here's something to tide you over yeah um so yeah my favorite one is samantha looking at um one of the firemen and saying i'd like to show him my lower manhattan because he's from lower manhattan and i was just like ugh, that's like it's like sex dad jokes that's what Samantha is, though. She's your sex dad. Oh, that's hard. She's a giant sex dad joke. Sex daddy. <laughs> that's my new Twitter handle. Yes, I love it. Just kidding. It's probably already taken. Don't give him the promo. Yeah, fair. Um, anyways, so I love it because Samantha immediately jumps on this guy and tries to hit on him is like so trying to be like super suave and like hey can I buy like can I buy one of those shirts that would look really great on my nephew like I'm not buying it for my boyfriend I want to fuck you and he he go like the I'm so sorry the acting is way too over the top with this poor schmuck because he's so like um 
the uh i don't i don't know i don't think you can get him here but like you could get him somewhere like i've seen him in a store and i'm like what is wrong with oh you my god, it's like he was in the room <laughs> oh my god i think you need to reevaluate your stance on acting because honestly, <laughs> I forgot who you are, and I was like, "Oh my god, I see it." He's here. You can see my lower Manhattan because I feel it. <laughs> You're welcome. We can fuck later. But then Bill Kelly, the <laughs> comptroller, and Carrie are still flirting. Yes. And then Carrie talks about how she's never voted in New York, right? and I'm just like, "What the fuck is your goddamn problem?" I understand <laughs> that it takes place in a heightened reality where nothing is real and these white women can just sit around and talk about nothing about their jobs and just complain about men. Yes. Whatever. That's fine. <laughs> but you could also make them have some fucking agency. You, your ass has been in fucking New York for a thousand years. You've yes. never voted in a local election? Yeah. That's, I'm angry. <laughs> here's the thing. We all know that Carrie's garbage. This is just a whole other level of garbage, though. Like, in today's climate, especially, like, if you're not registered to vote and if you're not voting, fuck you, man. You're part of the problem. You're awful. However, that being said, back in that day, like, the 90s, I, who was, I, I feel like it was Bill Clinton who was president at the, at the time. Like, at oh, the yeah, time of this, specifically. Yeah, actually, it was going into the new elections because we're in season three and it started in 1998. Yeah. So, at this point, it would have been 2000. So that so that that's Clinton, right? I feel like yeah, that's Clinton. That's um, ending Clinton going into uh, George W. Okay, so the world hasn't ended yet, is right. what I'm saying. Like we're still in a pretty good place emotionally as a country. He was impeached. Yeah, but nobody cared. But he, is the problem? Oh, he was no, impeached, no, no. but not removed. Yes, and that me. I, this, I'm sorry. This does not matter to anybody who doesn't care. <laughs> but me and my family were actually talking about this, and only two presidents have ever been impeached. Yeah. And both of them were... Impeached but not removed. Impeached but not removed. Yeah. And I was like, wait, you can do that? So I learned something new. Mm-hmm. So they let Bill Clinton finish his entire term. They did. Because in the end, he didn't... Like, he he lied and he was a shitty person. Mm-hmm. But, like, politically, he was fine. He was cute. <laughs> See, and this is a long, long route. Like, so the... Oh, God. Is it this... I feel like... Is it this episode that they're talking about, like, dudes and, like, just... No, I think that's the next episode. But anyways, um, the girls are are dumb. Um, so yeah, they're flirting. She and Bill, like Carrie and Bill Kelly are flirting. And he's like, what's with your scoring system? <laughs> Five and a half, six and a half. Like, what the hell is that? And she's like, I don't know. Sometimes girls just need a half. And I'm like, what the fuck does it even what mean? What does that mean? I'm like, it's like you're trying to flirt, but like you're like socially awkward about it you're terrible yeah i'm like what is wrong with you like it granted this happened years and years later Mm -hmm. um but it reminded me so much of the first avengers movie where no seriously stay with me where um oh my god i can't remember one of the paltrow's name pepper pepper thank you pepper and um tony stark are like having a conversation and something comes up where he's like, you know, oh, well, I'll let you own like 12%. And she's like, 12%. He's like, I'm going to pay for that subtly, you know, sometime in the future, aren't I? And she's like, it's not going to be that subtle. And then like later on, she's like, I think, or he says like, I think we're having a moment. And she's like, we were having 12% of a moment. I feel like that is like the smarter version of what this was. Like this failed. This failed, but that was cute. But that was cute. 
So I'm like, well. I like your intimate knowledge of the Avengers. <laughs> Do I not seem like an Avengers type of no, girl? No, absolutely not. Okay. Well, I am. Thanks. That's exciting. <laughs> like that, I'm proud of that. was not me judging you in, in a which way. I was just like, oh. Oh, yeah, because I would not have remembered that quote. And I fucking... I love that moment. I like... I feel like I like Tony Stark, Iron Man, the most, just because he's the most like me, where he's very quippy. Mm -hmm. And, like, it's very, like, oh, we're, like, super funny, but also the shit serious. And I appreciate that. But I was talking with somebody the other day who's, like, it's my least favorite. I'm like, why? Why is... Like, Iron Man, your least favorite. Was that the conversation you were having with me? I think it was, yes. <laughs> you like, you acted all surprised that, like, I knew um, Avengers, but mm-hmm. we were... Well, because I remember, because, like, there was a difference between, like, oh, you know that Gwyneth Paltrow and Tony Stark are there, and you, like, watch the movies. Yeah. Between, like, having an intimate knowledge of what's Got going it. on. Got it, okay. Because I'm yeah. very surface-level fans of the whole Marvel universe of the superheroes in general. I mean to be fair, I didn't read any comic book ever. I'm so I'm superficial as well. I'm sorry, I just didn't. Anyways, uh back to garbage sex in the city. If you want to listen to our Avengers podcast. <laughs> I couldn't help but avenge. <laughs> um Avengers so, Let's yeah. Podcast. So I have so okay, so Charlotte has more than one Staten Island iced tea and gets a little toe up. And I, this, this scene, cause Carrie's like, um, do you see Charlotte? And Brandon's like, what are you talking about? Like how much did she drink? And they look, Charlotte's on the dance floor, enjoying herself, living her best life. She's finally fucking free. She can finally relax and enjoy herself when she's not caught up in her head. Yeah. And they seriously sit for like 10 goddamn minutes and judge her. They get all judgy face. Eventually they turn it into, oh, okay, yeah, let's dance to this like cheesy 70s song because uh, we've decided that Staten Island is stuck two decades behind everyone else. But honestly, it was thriving. The music. The, <laughs> the music colors, was super. Scene, no, was like, it was great and I loved it, but. Also, that's why I know I can't be a New Yorker because if New Yorkers shit on Staten Island, I would, I would be on Staten Island. Yeah, because I'm like, um, uh, yeah, give it to me. That's like the same way that How I Met Your Mother made me want to move to Canada because they are also 20 years behind. Mm-hmm. You've never seen that show? No. Okay, so there's this character. I know of it, Robin. Okay, Robin, Robin Sparkles. Yeah, so she does this Robin Sparkles thing, and so she. They're like watching her like music video and they're like, why is this so, you know, 80s? And she's like, oh, because Canada's kind of two decades behind everyone else. <laughs> so it's similar to that. That's what I'm thinking. Um, but anyway, Charlotte gets super, she's still like super trashed on the ferry back, which is fantastic. Um, Samantha still goes home with the dumb fireman, which I'm like, wow, how did you get him to understand that you wanted to fuck him that must have been he was like do you want a lollipop yeah and he was like yeah yo that sounds great Um, (gasps) oh my god he's back (laughs) so um so yeah she's like i'm cute i'm worthy i'm gonna get married this year and carrie's like yes you are sweetie so she just yells across the ferry i'm getting married this year and I'm like, God, spoilers, Charlotte. This is the first damn episode. I love her freedom. She's so nice. She is <laughs> yes. feeling herself. And yes. I'm like, why is everybody so like annoyed with her? her? No, I'm just like, 
she's so she's still even in her super drunken state. She still wants to just be loved and saved, which is kind of the point of the episode. Is that sort of what she says at um, breakfast the next morning? Yeah, at breakfast the next morning, where she's like, you know, I'm I've been dating, you know, for I've been dating since I was 15. I'm exhausted. Where is he? Or something to that effect. Mm-hmm. And like I, God, I feel that, but also I'm like Charlotte. They can sense your desperation. Nobody's gonna want. You're not to looking be with for you. a partner. You're Charlotte wants that life. She wants to be married. She doesn't even care who it's with. She just has her life on. Like, she doesn't care, except they need to be rich and right affluent. Yes, in which the social scene. to be fair, like in New York, isn't too hard to come by because it's already pretty expensive to live there. Like, here in Reno, it's unattainable. But <laughs> I'm like, yeah, sure, I would love to, like, find a nice, classy guy to marry me. But also, they aren't living here. In Silicon Valley. <laughs> yeah. They're all in With a new startup. Valley. Exactly. Um, but I just, yeah, I feel for her this episode. But she said, so Charlotte does say something that is basically kind of the um crux of the episode which is you know don't all women just want to be saved and i'm like it it hit like a bomb i think it could have phrased better i think it could have done a little better job of trying to get the point across because the way it's phrased right now amelia was like no me speaking as a man for a woman right like no that's fucking garbage and blah 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 and later on they're like no 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 here's the thing here it is yeah and honestly like as a woman it is one of those things where i do like the like the teeth suck and then go "Mm, you right like (laughs) like you know what i mean where it's like oh women just want to be saved yeah it's awkward. But do you think all women want to be saved? Because that's what my but, issue was a question. So I, this is my thing. I feel like a relationship is other is like you saving the other person. Like you do the things in a relationship, a healthy relationship. Yeah. Um, you do the things that the other person doesn't want to do because you love them to a certain degree. Right. You know, like if it's a healthy relationship and say, I hate doing the dishes, if he does the dishes for me, I'm like, oh my God, I love you. That's so awesome that like you would do something for me that you know that I don't like to do. And in return, I would like do all the laundry because, you know, he doesn't like doing the laundry, like Mm -hmm. in a perfect world. And if, if you consider that saving then I think everyone wants to be saved. Everyone wants to be taken care of. And I think that's what she means more than the literal term of, I want somebody to pick me up and carry me through life. I think from that perspective, that makes sense. I still think taking care of, uh, I guess that's that's a better way of phrasing it. Yeah. Everybody just wants to be taken care of. Yeah. Even if you're the one that's like, Oh, I, I provide for the family or whatever. Like, yeah, but you still want someone to be there for you to help you out. Right. If you're doing this, you're getting this in return. But uh, the whole saving concept just brings me back to my general thing. Like I will fix you. So that's what I focus on. So when they're like, do all people want to be saved? Like, no, you want someone to come in and make your whole life better. That's not 
that's not what works. And that's why these women aren't getting anybody because they're still garbage people. You need to help yourself and someone can help you. Definitely. Yeah. Well, and in the end, like I also, a healthy relationship is a partnership. Yes. It is not one person doing absolutely everything. Right. And, but it's never, it's never approached that way. There's like, I want this type of man. I want this man to come to my life. And this is exactly how I want it. This is what I want the benefits to be. This is Mm -hmm. what I want the outcome to be. But they're never like, I can provide this. Like right. I know my strengths here, except for Miranda. Who's like, but even she's the one that she's the one who can talk. This is what I can contribute to a relationship. Yes. But I don't want a relationship. Mm-hmm. So then it's weird. Cause everyone else is like, well, what's wrong with all these guys? Like, no bitch. What the fuck is wrong with you? Mm-hmm. And Miranda, d- despite people not liking her, is the most logic based and like she has a good head on her shoulders but she's the one that's like but i don't want a relationship because i have all these things for me so i don't need someone Mm -hmm. to save me yeah and there and this takes like there is a being saved fantasy and that is in my opinion different than a hero complex or a princess complex i feel like charlotte has a princess complex absolutely she is she is living in her tower expecting the white knight to come and literally save her and take her away. And she's like those women, no judgment, but she's like those women who um, get obsessed with planning a wedding, like super duper obsessed with planning a wedding, making sure that like everything is perfect and wonderful. And then they get like PTSD because they didn't realize that after a wedding comes a marriage. Yeah. And they don't know what to do with that. I didn't plan for that. Yeah. I can't put a fucking beautiful dolly on that. Yeah. And you can't like you, you legitimately like, and I don't know if maybe this is just me. You can write in, you can talk to us. Tell me if I'm wrong for me after I got married for like a, like a two or three week period, I was like, what do I do? What do I do with my life? It was so all consuming this whole wedding thing that I forgot that now I'm in a marriage mm-hmm. and it took me a really long time to adjust um, because I, we were moving and I had quit my job and so I didn't have anything to do all day. And I moved into the, to his apartment and I hated being there because I was used to being in my mom's house, which is like on like three quarters of an acre Mm -hmm. and it was a one bedroom apartment and it made me anxious to be there. I couldn't be there alone. And so literally he would leave for work and I would go home. I would go back to my mom's all day and only come back when he came home from work. That's wild. Because I, I like emotionally couldn't adjust. Well, it was a bunch of change for you all at once too. Not only one was the like, the wedding over, which is like the plans, goals, things yeah. that we can focus on and work towards. Mm-hmm. That part was over. You were in a new space. Mm-hmm. You were with a new person and you were outside of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. But then you also had no other, not other agency, but you didn't have a job. Yeah. You weren't working for anything. So it's just, mm-hmm. well, what do I do now? Yeah. And it was, it was hard. And I like, as a Charlotte, I probably would have like stayed there and tried to make the house a home and like organize, but it's like, it was one fucking bedroom. It was the smallest. And it's funny because I live in a smaller place now. Um, but it just, the way that it was set up, it was the smallest apartment and it felt like the walls were closing in on me. But I think that's because I was used to a giant house. Mm -hmm. I had grown up 
in a giant house and I knew absolutely nothing else. And so going from a giant house to a one bedroom apartment, I like I had claustrophobia. I couldn't deal with it. Like the walls were closing in on me unless he was there to distract me. But even now you have your own place, which is smaller, Mm. but it's your own. You'd set it up how you wanted to Mm -hmm. and you can come and go as you please. You have your own job. You have Mm -hmm. after school events that you can do (laughs) and you have things that you're focused on. So even though it's a smaller place now, it's comfortable. It's home. It's where you hang your hat. Mm -hmm. And it has a whole wall of windows. So it feels bigger. So there's that. And, and you overlook the entire fucking city. Yeah. 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 So it's totally a different story. But like, I, yeah, I feel like Charlotte has that complex where she's literally sitting there waiting for somebody to rescue her. And there are plenty of guys that I know, like, honestly, a majority of guys that have this hero complex. Well, we're built up that way socially. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, it's through no fault of their own. But like there was um, a friend that I had in Las Vegas who shall remain nameless. Mandy. <laughs> it was a guy. <laughs> so, I said what I said. Okay. Mandy Patinkin, the man. That's true. So um, Mandy <laughs> was a hero complex to such an utter extreme. Like he stopped paying his car insurance so that he could take out his girlfriend in the manner to which she was accustomed. No. Yeah. Step number one, don't fuck your shit up. Yeah. Don't fuck your shit up for anybody. That led to some really awful consequences that I will not get into, but he, he was so, he was so one of those people that would just do anything, literally anything for her. And it's like, nobody should have that much power over another person. And that's one of the biggest things that people like, I would give everything to you. I would give everything I possibly can for you. That's the issue. Don't be in a relationship where you feel like that other person owns you. Right. Don't, that's not healthy. One, that's not healthy for you. Because if things don't work out, you're left with nothing. Mm -hmm. Two, that's not good for the other person because you're not treating them as a person. Right. Yeah. Like you're objectifying them. You're de, I forgot the word. Humanizing. Dehumanizing. Yeah. Dehumanizing them Mm -hmm. because one person shouldn't own another person. And like have some respect for yourself too. I think there's an extent to which you can be like, what I will fight for you. I mm-hmm. will put up as much as I can. Not that vocabulary, but yeah, I, I know what you're saying. But thank you. But yeah. yeah, but not like, Oh, I would do anything for you. I would give everything that I have up for you. No, right. no, no, no. Yeah. That's a problem. Yeah. And there's, and I'm very, <laughs> very like Miranda about situations like that. Like maybe to too much of an extreme, like the guy I'm dating now is such a gentleman. Mm-hmm. You know, he goes out of his way to hold open doors for me. Like, he gets angry when I get there first. And it's, like, super funny. And sometimes when there's, like, a double set of doors, I'm like, ha, bitch, I get to open the door for you. But there's so many things that, like, he does all the time. And I'm like, you have to stop doing that. And he was like, why? Like, I want to do these things for you. And I'm like, because then I'm going to be entitled. (laughs) I'm going to be one of those bitches that, like, sits in the car until somebody opens the door for me. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. If you're not in a relationship, but you're waiting for someone else to open your door, everyone's going to be like, you're fucking, you have your own hand. Yeah. Open the damn door. Yeah. And so I'm like, I'm opening my own door. And he was like, I'll be there in a minute. And I'm like, no, I will be out of the car by then. I have, I had an acquaintance. Mm-hmm. who because of the way he was raised 
Um, it was very much like the men are here to protect and to serve and do everything for the woman. The woman is supposed to be the breeder, blah, blah, playing mm-hmm. to those roles, but heavily. And he was dating one of my close friends and he would not let her do anything. It was like, no, I'm going to open your door. Let me get your chair. Let me do all these things. And she was more independent. So she was more like, I appreciate what you're doing. No, it's fine. I can get it. And he mm-hmm. would legit like get upset with her when she did something for herself. And then we were all like, do you understand that that's also a little bit of a problem? Yeah. He's like, well, it was just how I was raised. And blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, you can use that fucking line all day long, but also take some fucking responsibility for yourself. If someone's letting you know that they're not comfortable with that or that they would, they want to do these things for themselves. Yeah. You don't own the right to do that mm-hmm. just because of how you were raised. Right. You can also be like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. And but I'm also going to respect your wishes because you're a whole other human being. Yeah. And that's, that's where it gets again to the dehumanizing part of it. Where it's like, yes, you're being a gentleman and you're treating her, you know, in a manner to which you were raised to be, um, you know, to, to to like have it be acceptable, but also understand that like you're dehumanizing a person as well. Like you're you're making her seem like she's less of a person, like she is incapable of opening up her own door, like she is incapable of ordering her own meal or however crazy it gets. Yeah, and. Like, there's just, there's no way. And so much of it, like, yes, it's, like, how you were raised. But there's a lot of, like, I was put in a situation where I was actually talking to an older gentleman. And he was saying, he was like, you got to watch everything you do nowadays. Like, I was on a first date. And I was being polite. And I was being sweet. And I was, like, putting my hand on the small of her back to help her through a crowd. And she said that I made her uncomfortable. And I don't understand why. And I'm like, because it was a first date. Keep your hands off her. Yeah. Also, but he's very, you know, three martini. Yeah, exactly. Like he's like three martini lunch. Take your secretary out, and it's okay to like batter on the ass sometimes. Yeah, like it, it's so hard to, as a woman, straddle being a woman and being womanly with being an independent person that can stand up for herself because they're so drastically different, and it's hard. I think it's harder for other girls. Like my dad raised me to be a man, essentially. Mm-hmm. Like he was like, no, you are the same as everyone else. You should get the same opportunities as everybody else. If there is a person behind you, you hold open the door for them because that's the polite thing to do. It's not about gender roles. It's about yes. person. Thank you. Thank you so much for saying that. Yeah. Cause I've had so many problems with that where people are like, this is the way you're supposed to act. This is the way you're supposed to respond to certain people, but it's only place to women. Yeah. So then I'm like, so if an, if a guy was if you were going to somewhere with a guy you wouldn't hold the door open for them like no that shit's disgusting <laughs> like that shit's gay or something something I'm like no it's just being a nice person I'm gonna hold the door open I don't yeah. care who yeah it's fine yeah and me too like if there's I'm like I won't go so far as to be like uh, let me because I'm driving go around and open the car door for you. No, I'm going to unlock it and you're going to open your own door. Like there's a, like, uh, there's a level that I'll get to, but if there is somebody behind me and this was, it's such a difference. Like here in Reno, it's very small town. Everybody is very nice to one another. I have absolutely never had anybody. That's not true. There's been some people that have just been in their own world and they haven't let the door open for me. Um, But there are, there are certain times Um, when I have like in Vegas, I like, I would hold the door open for somebody and they would blow right past me. Like I was an automatic door opener. And then there was a lady who legitimately, like I was walking into the mall 
she saw that I was behind her and she went through the door and made sure to shove it closed <laughs> on me. And I'm like, what is your fucking deal? I'm like, could you maybe not make me use the C word because I hate using that with other women, but that's rude. Yeah. Like I freaking hate that. But yeah, it should not be gender based. You should just be polite because you're a human being. You should be polite, but also get to know to an extent, get to know people and figure out what they're comfortable with. Cause like with that same guy was like, you can't do anything nowadays. Cause blah, blah, blah. Like, okay. There are some, there are some people, some women mm-hmm. who are like, I'm okay with this. I'm not okay with this. It's about totally fine. reading those cues though. Reading those cues, getting to know that person and being respectful. Mm-hmm. What most people wanted to like, I just want to rule. What can I do? And what can I not do? It's but always it's, not clear. Cut. Yeah. It's not black and white because something that is, um, is like that. Like, it's just, it's just, it's not the same. It can't be the same for everybody. It can't it's be the same for And also it's just, I do appreciate it. Is that a house of for me? Yeah. I think I appreciate it. I love it. And even in my relationship, me and my boyfriend are both like kind of in, well, we're very independent people, but every now and then we'll like race each other to the car so we can hold open the car door for someone else. Yeah. That's cute. And that's super cute. And that's super cute. And we don't do it all the time, but on times that we do, we appreciate it. And it's a nice, cute gesture knowing that we can both take care of ourselves and that it's not the most mandatory thing for anybody. And we're not going to get upset with each other if we don't do it. Right. It's a nice gesture. Yeah. And it's, ugh, it just, it does. It kills me. Some people are so crazy with that kind of stuff. Um, and getting back to the episode. Though, <laughs> um, so Charlotte is complaining about like men and just want to be saved. And, rah, 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 rah. and some guy is being weird at the bar that they're, that they're at and the guy that she was kind of had her eye on approaches him and is like, Hey buddy, she said no. And punches the other guy to which Charlotte immediately swoons. I would be like, um, you're really violent. And I don't know about that. Yeah. I'd be like, Oh, okay. Like, thank you for sticking up for me. I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. Cool. Fucking fisticuffs right away? Right. No. I would it would worry me. Like it really would. Like I I have friends um that that are that are guys and that are like larger mm-hmm. and I I know them and I know that that they're fine, like that they're not gonna do anything crazy. But when they get angry and they start like punching walls, it freaks me out. Oh, dude. If you go to someone's house and they can tell you where they punch the wall and where they have holes, I might be like, I'm not coming back. <laughs> I mean, it can only... I feel like it can only escalate from there. Yeah, well, there's just... You start out punching there's walls. There's anger issues. Yeah. And there's violence issues. Yeah. And I don't... It makes me really, really uncomfortable. Especially, I've noticed... I've noticed this more... Not that there's a correlation or trend or whatever. <laughs> but I've noticed this more in, like, straight, white younger men yeah. who like if they're playing an xbox they've broken several controllers because they smash up yeah or like they'll get into a argument with their parents and they'll slam the door and then just punch a hole in their walls and i'm like that is so, so scary scary yeah and i just don't i don't understand getting that angry about something like i understand getting sad and upset about something but mm-hmm. i have never been the type of person that felt the need to punch a wall or throw something like, I've gotten angry, don't get me wrong, yeah. but I've been, like, like, t- 
tossing my phone into a pillow. Like, and not even like throwing it, like tossing it, like a gentle toss and being like throwing up my hands, like, oh, I'm so done with you. Like, I, and I've been impassioned, but I have never been violent. It's not in me. And it's scary when it is in somebody else. Yeah, I don't like it. And I usually don't rotate around those kinds of people because it, it, it's just, so and you never know when it's going to be that next moment. Right. And where it's like, oh, it goes from being an object to a person. Yeah. Like, and it can be very easily. And it's just scary. But, you know, Charlotte's garbage. And so to her, it's romantic. So she immediately agrees to go out on a date with this chump. And that's embarrassing for all women. So thank you, Charlotte. Thank you, Charlotte. <laughs> um, I do want to touch on Miranda for a little bit. Because Miranda is the one that I related to most in this episode. Okay. Because, yeah, I, I take that as a compliment. Miranda. Yeah. Um, but Miranda is getting a surgery on her eye because she doesn't want to use glasses anymore. So she's getting eye corrective surgery mm-hmm. and she's super excited. She's talking to it about Steve and Miranda's still on her own independent kind of thing. And then Steve's like, well, you need someone to take care of you. Right. And she's like, I don't need anybody to take care of me. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, okay. But like, you're gonna, you're gonna get your eyes slit open. You're going to be on heavy medication. Someone needs to bring you Somebody home. Somebody needs to, yeah, at least to drive you home. Yeah. And, and he was like, like, I want to do that for you. And she's, she's like, Oh, Carrie's going to do it. Yeah. And he's like, but you haven't asked her. She's like, no, I was going to ask her to do it. He's like, well, I'm offering. offering. Yeah. And then she's like, no, I don't need anybody to take care of me. And he was like, I'm not saying that you do. I'm saying that I want to do it for you. And that's the difference. That is the difference. And that's why we love Steve. Mm-hmm. And Miranda is still is because it means a lot more. And she knows that it does. Yes. Because Steve is trying to get close to her. Steve is trying to yeah. be in her circle. And Miranda is not ready for that just yet. Based off of everything. She's still trying to be an independent person. Mm-hmm. Kind of playing the field. Not ready to do this with Steve. Even if she might want to. Mm-hmm. She's still doing all these things. She's trying to be her own person right now. Yeah, and I think she's really just afraid of what it means. like And what more it leads to. Yeah, and this, like, this is legitimately, like, a thing that happened to me. When I got my tonsils out earlier last year, Mm. um, I legitimately was, like, I don't really, I don't want anybody to take care of me except for, like, my sister. Like, And then my sister had to work, and so she couldn't take care of me until later. And I was, like, oh, for fuck's sake, I don't want to ask my mom because I just don't right. and like you know a friend offered but I felt bad like taking advantage of her kindness um and a guy friend of mine I would like just was like it's fine I'll do it like it's fine and I'm like mm, no because it feels weird it feels like too weird for for you to do it because we were just in a really weird place in our friendship. And I was just like, I don't, I don't want to, I don't like, I don't want to be what it really came down to is I did not want to be weak in front of him. That's really, really hard. Cause once you're weak, you're vulnerable. Exactly. And to be vulnerable with another person is very intimate. Mm -hmm. So if you're not ready to get there, then it just, it brings you panic. Yeah. And it's like, it's too, it's like, it's too much. I'm super, on Miranda's team, not in terms of like she's right, hmm. but more just like I identify with her. Just because getting to that vulnerability, getting to that, that's another step. Like there's going on a date, saying I love you for the first time, there's moving in together. And hmm. then there's also the first time that you are asking someone to take care of you when you can't take care of yourself. Yeah. And so vulnerable. that's it's so vulnerable. Hard. And that's so hard. And and for somebody as independent as Miranda and like as independent as me as well. Hmm. 
Like, I don't, I don't ever want to ask anybody to do anything for me, which is weird because like my main love language is acts of service. Yeah. And so like, you really have to like muscle your way to love me. <laughs> like it's like, make you work for it. I don't know why. I have to get my wisdom teeth removed for the third time. Say what? The third, as in I got them removed once and then, and then they came back Shut up. and I got them removed again. And they're back and I have to get them removed again. And I told my boyfriend this and he was like, oh my God, I'm so excited. Can I take you? Can I take you and take care of you? And I was like, absolutely the fuck not. And like, it was the way we did it was joking. He's like, oh, like, I just want to see how cute you are and blah, blah, blah. And I'm super scared that I don't like being foolish in front of people. I think being funny and like loud and like silly is fun. Foolish, I don't like. Mm -hmm. And once you're on those medications, people can be foolish. And Mm -hmm. immediately the first thing I was like, he'll my boyfriend will take a video of me. You think he would? Absolutely the fuck he would. And he told me that he would. Uh, and I was like, see, and I don't like that. And I don't appreciate that. And I think if it got down to it and I was like, I actually don't feel comfortable with this. So if I were to ask this for you, he would respect that. Mm-hmm. But it's just the fact that in my mind, I would not be able to relax mm-hmm. because I still have that thing. So like, I wouldn't ask my brother or my sister either. Mm-hmm. Cause they're also, even if I told them I was uncomfortable, they would be like, yeah, you're fine, but you're a little brother. So we're going to do whatever. Yeah. And when I got them removed, the first two times I went with my dad, because one, my dad doesn't know how to use technology. Sweet. So I was like, safe. I'm safe. Yeah. The one time I did it, he took me to go see my mom. And so I was a fool in front of them. But they're my parents. Yeah, like, they're your people. It's they fine. They're going to wipe my butthole. I don't give a shit. They they, they get this. Yeah. They they deserve seeing we, me be a little yeah. silly. Which is why I wanted my sister to do it. Yeah, because like, like, it's cool. fine. Like, I, like, my sister isn't going to fuck with that shit. Yeah. So, and then like the person that I would trust would be my best friend in the whole world. Cause mm-hmm. I know that one, she wouldn't do it. She would respect my wishes, mm-hmm. all these things because of the situation that we're both in right now, that might not work out the way it is. Mm-hmm. So then I'm like, okay, cool. So I've been putting it off just because mm-hmm. I'm like, well, I'm not going to do it until I comfortable with someone. And I know that my boyfriend would absolutely respect it, but I'm still just like, mm. but I have that tiny, teeny little fear because mm-hmm. it's that vulnerability. Yeah. And I, despite us being comfortable, despite us, loving each other and being mm-hmm. comfortable and being sustainable right now it's still just another level that even talking about it gives me really really high anxiety yeah and i'm like that then that probably means that it's not good mm-hmm. and if i'm going into a surgery mm-hmm. with like such high heart rate, heart rates and all that thing mm-hmm. maybe it's not the best time right yeah and it ended up kind of being a bit of a mistake for me as well with getting my tonsils out because i am petrified of having like needles put in me and so the iv is by far the worst part of anything of all time it's so awful and i need like once it's in i need someone to distract me i need someone to make me not be aware that there is a needle in my arm that i cannot claw off immediately and uh, my friend did not do that he came in and he started freaking out he was like oh i just Because all, like, my family and, like, you know, in hospitals and Uh, stuff, like, it makes me uncomfortable. And I'm like, why are you here? Why did you offer to help, you fucking asshole? You're not helping. I literally, like, almost pointed to the door and was like, could you fucking leave then? Because I, so I need somebody to calm me down right now. This is what I need. This is what I brought you for. You're worthless. I think I actually said that. Like, I was, I was an asshole because I was so like anxiety ridden yes and again nothing to do with the surgery just like i just needle in my arm oh distract me and just 
he like he couldn't do it and eventually like i started distracting him which i guess distracted me and so it worked out okay and it was fine but also it was like one of those things where i did not want to be um i like i I didn't want to be vulnerable in front of him and i ended up like doing it because after surgery they're like okay you need to chug water like seriously you need to have more water than you've ever had in your life like you seriously need to hydrate and I knew that my friend had these like big, like those giant, like Coke glasses. Like I knew he had those at his house. So I was just like, whatever, I'll just suck it up until we get back to his house. And I'll just have one of those, like no big deal. And so he went, um, he went back to the car and brought the car around. And I went and I like sat down in the car and he, um, and he said, so I got you something. And he gave me like this giant, cold smart water bottle which is my favorite and I immediately I'm so glad that I couldn't talk because in my head I was like oh my god I love you let's get married because I'm hopped up on shit oh my god and I actually like I like ended up I think I legitimately like made like a little heart like with my hands like like and like put it towards my chest like oh my god you got me water you're so cute and like it because it's a whole acts of service thing and so i legitimately like still have that water bottle like in my fridge like i just keep refilling it because it's big like most i'm like i'm like i can fuck with this shit but it's so but it was it was really hard to be vulnerable and once i was like out of it and like thought about like everything that happened i was just like oh that was bad that was really bad like that's why you don't do anything or you don't say anything when yeah. you're under. Well, thankfully, I had my tonsils out. And, and so like, I, I couldn't, say, I couldn't say anything anyway. So it was no big deal. And all I really did was, like, try and sleep and couldn't deal with it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I really, I also obviously identified with Miranda a lot in that situation. Because that's really, like, hard. And it was like okay so it was a cheesy ending to her story but like it was also really cute because she was super hopped up on like drugs and she's just like i'm on valium everything's okay take me home steve because he just popped in because she carrie wasn't able to do it for her so she's Mm -hmm. like you know what i'll do it by myself it's fine i can drive i can i'm fine Mm -hmm. and steve shows up anyways Mm -hmm. and then she's like fine and she's like whatever but don't don't talk about these goggles because she has these protective goggles to protect her eyes obviously super cute and she's like, but we don't talk about We don't this. talk about this. And she's super fucked up. And they go back to Miranda's place where mm-hmm. he's just like, okay, you're going to go to bed now. And then she's like, ah, don't save me. I don't, I don't, I don't need you to rescue me. I'm, I can do. And then he's like, okay, Miranda. Yeah. So he's just literally trying to tuck her into bed. She has to sleep for 12 hours after she takes her medication. She wakes up and she's still wearing the goggles. So everything's a little bit fuzzy. She takes them off so she can see clearly. Mm-hmm. And Steve is right by her side, sleeping in the most beautiful shot of this entire series. Oh, so good. Where the room is pink. Yes. The sunlight is coming in. It's, the sunrise yeah. is coming in. So there's a soft yellow glow to the room. Mm-hmm. The pink hues are being picked up. Miranda's hair is red. Her sheets are pink. Her room is pink. Ugh. And the yellow glow picks up on Steve's yellow shirt. So it's just it's gorgeous. Beautiful. And Steve has just stayed there. He stayed there with her for Making 12 sure hours. She was okay. Yeah, like he's beautiful. And he like I mean he must have had to like call out to work. Yes. Which like huge deal. 
like as a bartender and like tips and everything like that's huge and it's like oh pumpkin you're so beautiful steve Steve is oh we're not worthy of steve as a nation (laughs) 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 we're not so yeah um charlotte goes to lunch with this dude bro yeah his name's arthur yes because it turns out just likes fighting. Yeah, that's his one he thing because no one can a be fight. a three-dimensional character in the show. No. Everyone has to have... Everyone can only have two sides. And they can only serve the purpose of whatever episode they're currently on. Yep. And so they're eating again. Some guy accidentally bumps into Charlotte's chair, chair <laughs> as he's getting up. And then the guy, Arthur, Charlotte's day, is like, dude, you need to apologize. And he's like, dude, lighten up. It's brunch. <laughs> Which inspired us to create merchandise, and it's going to be on a shirt, so if you want one, holler at us. Yeah. Lighten up, it's brunch. Lighten up. It's, it's brunch. brunch. And so then the guy's like, no, you need to apologize to her. Like, blah, blah, blah. And then Charlotte's like, it's honestly fine. This place is cramped. Mm-hmm. It happens. And then Arthur throws a punch at the other guy, and they get into a fight. And then Charlotte's like, oh my god. And she just leaves. <laughs> Which I think is hysterical. Like it Can I just, fuck it up, Charlotte? I mean, she should, but also it was funny. <laughs> I was just like, she just used to write the fuck out, and I thought that was great. Um, and Samantha is is still fucking this fireman. Which, like, why? Like, what is in it for you? Like the dick. I mean, the dick is literally in her. Fair, but like. How much is a dick really worth when oh, somebody's girl, so if stupid? You want to have this conversation? <laughs> how much is a dick really worth? Because people will put up with some stupid shit. Let me fucking tell you. You're gonna have to tell me because, quite honestly, I have not had sex in a year. So. <gasps> oh my god! I know it's hard. I mean, not. It's it not hard. <laughs> but yeah, it's no, it's really difficult. It sucks. But also, I have a set amount of standards. I have things that I require before the dick is in me that guys are lazy as balls. So sometimes they don't fulfill the requirements. So I do I'm not. I'm glad you stick by those requirements because there are some people, me in a previous life, who. <laughs> I'm thinking about it now. Let's be like, oh, me, BC. Yeah. Because John makes his joke where it's <laughs> BC, it's the four challenge. That's so cute. I think one time he said it as a joke, but I don't think anybody heard him, but I heard it, but I was busy into something else so it didn't register until later. I was like, that was You're so like, fucking funny. funny. Good job, challenge. So in a previous life, BC. Yes. There was definitely some times that I was like, listen, I have standards, but also I'm trying to get my dicky sticky. So. I'll take it from this case. Mm. And that's not an okay thing to do. But I've also heard stories from other people where I'm like, ooh, okay, I'm not the worst one. That's fair. That's good. And I also, last year, um, turned down a threesome because I was tired. <laughs> okay, the I'm podcast terrible. is over. I'm terrible. I Paige know. and I, you just witnessed the live destruction of a friendship. <laughs> Once I tell you after the show who it was between, you'll be like, oh, never mind. That's fair. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. Friendship back on. Stay tuned. That's a big surprise <laughs> of this new year. Will we we'll do that for a second episode? <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, Carrie uh, is playing hard to get with Bill Kelly. She's like, oh, I just got out of a really hard relationship. And it's so difficult to be Carrie. 
And Bill Kelly's like, um, yeah, I still think you're hot. Like he follows her. He signs her up to like register to vote. Like wants to see her like shoes. I'm and she is wrecked. <laughs> like he it is my dream to be <laughs> in a relationship with an attractive politician who wants to make the world a better place. Oh, and the fact that Bill Kelly registered her to vote. Yeah. <laughs> That is an aphrodisiac if there ever was one. That's fair. That's my kink. Yeah. Fair enough. I thought that it was cute, and I thought it was cute how he approached her, and he gave her an opportunity to go back out to Staten Island with him because there was, like, some party that he needed to go to out there, and she did not commit to it, and he was like, all right, well, you know, I'll give you a chance, whatever. So he calls her, and this, oh, Carrie, I hate you. So he, you, the shot is her answering machine. He's leaving her a message saying, hey, I'm giving you to the count of 10 to, to come out and we're going to drive to Staten Island and do this thing. 10, nine, he's counting down and it pans over to her who is completely ready to go to this party. Yes. She's got her hair did. She has the dress, beautiful dress, by the way. Thank you. But also on Carrie. <laughs> I'm saying also. You me. Um, and she she's ready. She's ready to go. She's sitting right there ready to go. He counts down to 10. From 10 to 1. Says, okay, guess you're not coming. And then he throws in a one and a half. He throws in a one and a half because sometimes a girl just needs a half. And I'm like, cute throwback, but it was still a terrible joke. And, ugh. I hate it. I hate it so much. So he leaves and she calls up Miranda because she's obviously FOMOing out like a motherfucker. <laughs> she's on drugs. She's so, I just, oh, I hate her so much. Just go. You were ready. Just go. And so um, Miranda is trying not to call her out on her shit. And Carrie's just like, just say it. Just go ahead and say it. And so Miranda says, you're scared. You're scared of getting hurt, just like you got hurt with Big. And Carrie, being an ungrateful asshole, because that's who she is. says, yeah, okay, bye, and hangs up. And what you should have said, Carrie, is, you're right, thank you so much, I'm getting on the ferry. And say goodbye and hang up, because I fucking hate people that do not say goodbye before they hang up. Do people do that to you? Yes. Somebody uh-huh. did it to me recently. And I literally was like, don't hang up on me ever again. Like well, the conversation's over, but that's it. Mm-hmm. You still are like, bye. You I can always be say bye. I've never hung up before. Yeah. Like you still need to say, okay, bye. Like there's certain standards. Like, you know who it is on the other line now. And so saying hello is erroneous. Like it's no big deal. Like, you can skip it. You can be like, oh, my God, bitch. So this just happened. Me. You can go conversation at any given time with any given person. Yeah, you can hop into it. It's no big deal. But, like, you need need to end it. You need to end it. You need to say always wear a condom or something. (laughs) You need an ender. All right, Mom, I'll see you for dinner. Remember, (laughs) always wear a condom. condom. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) So, but, yeah, I just, it's, it's a pet peeve, obviously. Um... So she gets on the ferry, goes all the way down there. He's surprised to see her because, frankly, she was a bitch. 
And she's like, oh, no, but I'm a I'm a strong, independent woman. I'm still going to take the fairy back. You can't master me. They still make out in the uh, coat closet for a little while after the party, like a bunch of teenagers, which hysterical. Super cute. I love. Well, we've talked about this. We've talked about how much we love just making out because it's sweet and adorable. So I loved that. But then she was immediately like, no, you can't drive me home. I'm a strong, independent woman. I'm going to be late for the ferry. And she rushes to the ferry, which she misses because she's Carrie. And, like, runs after it, even though it's clearly going to leave her behind. Loses her shoe and says, oh, I lost my shoe. Like, my Jimmy chew. And I'm like, shut up, Carrie. Carrie, you're not the Like, you're, it's a fairy. Nobody gives a shit what you're wearing on your feet. Anyways. It's a damn boat. So, of course, Bill, Bill Kelly drives up. I like how at no point have we said Bill. It's always Bill Kelly. Because that's the same, Bill Kelly. That's no, I know, but it's never Bill. Like, we're like, oh, oh yeah. Carrie. Or it's Miranda. kind of, It's yeah. Bill Kelly. It's very, um, my so-called life, where everybody had full names except for Angela. <laughs> Everyone was Rayanne Graff or Jordan Catalano or whatever. I remember whatever. the first time you talked to me about Jordan Catalano. I was like, who the fuck are you talking about? Jordan Catalano is the best. Oh, my God. Anyways. It's Shelly Shelley Pomeroy. Shelley Pomeroy. Yeah. Exactly. Shelley Pomeroy. Um, all the best like teenage TV shows, they do that. I go for names. I have a character who for no reason is never gonna appear in anything, but her name is Johanna Johanna Johns. I like it. No, Jonna Jonna Johannes. Jonna Johannes. Jonna Johannes. And you have to refer to her by her full name. Yes. <laughs> That's actually the only so Angela no, even with Angela, like in my so called life, they would usually be like Angela Chase. Angela Chase this. You know, Angela Chase. Magnet Chuppa Party. <laughs> but there was one character that you literally never saw, but everyone always talked about. Mm-hmm. And his name was just Tito. Was it Tito from Rocket Power? Maybe. I don't know. <gasps> Boom. Collab. Not collab. <laughs> crossover. Crossover. Um, so anyway, Bill Kelly pulls up and is just like, uh-huh. Looks like I'm going to have to save you. And so she gets in the car and he's like, you're going to have to tell me where to go though. And I'm like, okay, why don't you have a chauffeur? First of all. Yeah. Like if he's driving a limo. Yeah. You're driving. Well, no, he was driving a town car. Is a town car not a limo? No, a town car is not a limo. Anyways, some town. kill myself now. Some town cars are limos, but not all town limos. Cars are limos. Town car. Anyways. It was a BMW. It was, yeah, it was, a, it was a luxury vehicle. And, and so she, he's like, but I don't know how to get out of here. And she's like, all right, take a left up there. And so I, I think it ends on, on like her being like, yeah, but you know, she like, like he saved her, but then she saved him. And I'm like, oh yeah, sometimes we all just in the end rescue each other. And it totally made me think of the end of Pretty Woman. <laughs> where he's like, so what happens after, you know, the prince rescues the damsel? And she says, he, she rescues him right back. <laughs> and I'm like, that's what I believe. In the end, we all rescue each other. Is that what love is? is that's love what, rescuing that's what love is. That's exactly that. what it is. God bless. So that was our episode. Real quick. We forgot yeah. one tiny scene Did that we? doesn't okay. matter to anything. Perfect. And it's because we went on a tangent. I went on a tangent. Samantha and the fireman. 
So she oh, goes yes. to surprise him at the firehouse because she's expecting everyone to be hot mm-hmm. and super sexy. They're not. They're not. And Samantha's kind of bummed. But while they're doing that, while the guys are like watching TV or like eating their snacks, Samantha and the firemen go to have sex. And in the second most beautiful shot in this entire series, mm-hmm. the camera spins around the fire truck or like pans around the fire truck. Yes, in the circle. it was good shot. And it's Miranda or it's Samantha pinned up against the fire truck wearing yes. the helmet, the f- safety helmet. Yes. While fireman is just going fucking ham on her mm-hmm. body with his penis. So good. God, deli- that boy had body audio. Mm-hmm. He had delicious everything yes. about it and samantha was living for it yes and then a fire emergency happens and <laughs> samantha is just kind of stranded there naked as everyone leaves yes it Which, doesn't matter i just wanted to talk about it because it was it was pretty funny it's on one of my sexual fantasies list now perfect yeah i didn't like how so she was kind of like messing around after they were done having sex and she was like why are these all set up like like why are all of the like the pants set up like this and so she like puts on the pants with the suspenders attached and that's when the um, like the emergency happens and one of the guy who owns the pants is like get the fuck out of my pants we gotta go we've got an emergency and so she like modestly tries to hold her boobs as she takes it off and i'm like listen you're samantha jones i don't know if you forgot this but you modesty is not a concern of yours i think it was more just because he was he didn't care that she was nude he wasn't attracted to her. He was just like, no, other shit's happening. So when she can't use sex to con- not control people, <laughs> mm-hmm. but to influence other people, then she's kind of out of her element. That's I think fair. That's like, what that was. like an element of surprise. Thing. Yeah. So she was like, oh, I'm suddenly very uncomfortable because this usually works for me. Right. And then so it wasn't. So she was trying to cover up her power. Mm, fair. All right. You win this round, Samantha. <laughs> Bitches. <laughs> So yeah, but that was the episode. That was our episode. I was really excited because as we were watching it, we're like, "This is stepping it up. It's finding a groove. It's getting to know itself, Mm -hmm. and it's actually the 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 writing's becoming a lot better." It is. Like I feel like season three is where they really hit their stride of having the right amount of um, humor, the right amount of things being serious, and just all around like having a interesting as characters i mean there's the occasional um arthur but you know but the sake of everybody else like everything else has stuff to that yes everything else you can't for entirely get rid of your brand no you can't you can't listen if you started out in the garbage you're always going to have a little bit of a smell oh my god <laughs> put that on the damn button we'll put it on the other side of the t-shirt <laughs> Lighten up, it's brunch. (laughs) (laughs) Also. (laughs) You started out in the garbage. You're always going to have a little bit of a smell. (laughs) I love that. Did you know that you guys were listening to a damn philosopher? Modern day philosopher. A modern philosopher. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yes. So, that's the first episode we are super excited because we are seriously stepping our game up for the rest of the season. We have some awesome um, guest stars lined up for you that you're really, really going to enjoy, I think. One um, of them rhymes with Bopra. <laughs> That's a lie. <laughs> okay, it's Unless a little, somebody changed their name. It's like a rap rhyme where it's not like a direct rhyme, yes. but like 
if you tweak it enough and say it with like a weird accent, it kind of sounds like a rhyme. Almost. Yeah. But anyways, <laughs> we're, we're not going to like blow the surprise, but we will have um, a guest on the next episode. So stay tuned for that. And also we have a time slot change coming. <gasps> a what? A time slot change. Are they a time slot? Yes. Time slot. Page. <laughs> so we are moving from Mondays because it is New Year's Day today. So it is a Monday, but next week. Um, and every week thereafter, our podcasts are going to be released on Wednesdays. On Wicked Wednesdays. Actually, yes. my Wednesdays are Wayne Wednesdays, because that's when I get to give him his special treats for dinner. It's <laughs> another <laughs> Wayne Wednesday. Wayne Abeta! <laughs> Wayne uh, yes, we're super excited for this new change. Yes. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be in the midweek, so you're not being drowned by all of the weekend stuff. Yeah, we're going to let you get like your work stuff done at the beginning of the week. You're so going to listen to you... all of your podcasts that come out on Tuesday because all of them do and you have to catch up on all of them first. Right. And then you get to listen to ours guilt-free. Oh, God. Lovely to meet a guilt-free podcast. Yeah, you are so welcome, you guys. And we are, yeah, we've got an awesome season in store. And okay, season, season, right? together. <laughs> we have an awesome season in store for you. Um, so we're very excited. And as we sign off, as always, always, always wear, wear a condom. condom. Bye. Bye.